This is the 40-year-old Bond Virgins podcast. Means being recorded. Are you aware? I guess it is. I picked up on the vibe. Yeah. How's it going? It's good, man. How's things with you? Uh, pretty good. Just cracking my first beer. I'm tired. That is good. You've mm. chosen a bad background in the sense that it's centralized. So yeah, I can't see. Oh, I can't see it when you're sat up straight could you lean at an angle for the whole thing uh nah <laughs> I'm not doing it. i didn't uh i was gonna like stretch the background out but uh but i didn't <laughs> moonraker <laughs> moonraker 1979 the year you were born yeah so we are officially alive in the bond universe now well yeah yeah Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Excited. I am Excited for in the future. that. <laughs> <laughs> when I was born, or now, <laughs> knowing the future of Bond films to come. Now, knowing the future of Bond films to come. Okay. I don't know. I have been <laughs> surprised <laughs> so yeah. far. Yeah. And I think I have loved the retroness of them mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't know if i'm excited yeah because they're going to be something that i understand more or whether i was loving the cheesiness of it not that i was loving it that's strong i'm pretty sure we've got you recorded saying you love it i think i loved a couple of them i have to say this one it felt like homework this week it was like oh i haven't done my homework haven't watched the film yet and then it started and I was like oh yeah Yeah. it's gonna be a hard one it was a difficult watch it shouldn't have been but it was well I have were (laughs) so you keep saying you're tired I am were you tired when you were watching it not particularly no yeah okay so in my how did I watch it this week <laughs> I put it off for ages and then started to watch it with the whole family yesterday afternoon oh boy. and I was really finding it tough and then I fell asleep mm. and the funny thing was I kept I think I woke up a couple of times and I'd glance up at the screen I'd be like yeah cool I've got it I know what's going on <laughs> And then went back to sleep again. Mm-hmm. And actually, when I so then I woke up, came back to it that evening, yesterday evening, and actually quite enjoyed the second half. I think I was too tired for it to really sink in properly. Okay. Once I had a good sleep, I was a bit more prepared for it. And actually, it turned out when I woke up and thought I had it, I really didn't have it. 
How many of the family made it to the end? So the kids actually watched it beginning to end first time. And when I woke up at the end, told me kind of what had gone on. She watched the intro. Yeah. (laughs) She watched the intro and then he watched the last 20 minutes. (laughs) Fell asleep? No, he actually he watched the intro and then went for a nap and then did whatever he did in the evening. And was out in the kitchen listening to music. And then he came in for the last 20 minutes after I'd done, like, the bit that I'd caught up on. Yeah. Well, it was I a patchy just, uh, one. I just watched it. Just watched it. Straight, straight up. <laughs> <sighs> no podcasts. Oh. And I only watched it the once, made notes. Oh. Um, yeah, I did... I watched it Sunday and then made, I did like 45 minutes and I got playing a new game. So I've been doing that, but um, so I did like 45 minutes a night for three nights and just made notes. Hit me some, some stats then. The stats are 2.5 on Sky, 6.2 on IMDb and 4.5 on Amazon. I looked at mm. the poor reviews. Um, one of the, one of the poor reviews is DVD. I got, was in German, and another See? one was DVD I got. Physical purchase was meant reviews. to be a Blu-ray, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was just a DVD. Yeah. So not so, yeah, not basing it on the film. No, it's uh, difficult. Hmm. Okay, yeah, Amazon four point five. Back to the classic rating. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> <clears throat> I wasn't sure if. Because I've only ever seen it as 4.5, and I thought you were doing spe- something special to find it as something other than 4.5. Oh, no. But no, it's just reverted. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's launch in. Oh. <laughs> Synopsis. Bond's mission is to lay a stolen space shuttle, but his investigation leads him into something far more sinister. Bond and CIA agent good head unravel a plan that is to reboot the human race and start it up again with some good looking people but bond has other plans he wants the other 4.3 billion ugly people to survive so he suits up and does a space wars in a galaxy far far away from being believable beautiful stuff man <laughs> Thank you. i'm feeling like this could be another career for you yeah synopsis <laughs> yeah. writing yeah. Uh, um, I like what you did with the um, you know, the the going to start a new world with twelve beautiful people and <laughs> and not the ugly f- people. Four point three billion back in nineteen seventy nine. Oh, okay. What's it gone up to? It's like eight now, isn't it? Cool. Mm. Cool. He, I, I I think there was something in his plan. Yeah, me too. You should have done it. Yeah, I guess we'll dissect that in a bit because that is a bit of a reveal. Um, nothing to note in the barrel shot. No, I did pay attention this time. Um, but yeah, nothing as far as I could tell had changed. Pre titles, mm-hmm. there was stowaways, right? So there was a shuttle, and then there yeah. was like a rocket on attached to the shuttle, mm. and there were some people flying the main one. And then in the one that's up above, like these two guys, like um, stowaways, like like 
climb out of hidden cupboards. And I just, I'm surprised by the lack of security. It seemed like something that it didn't feel like it should have been that easy for people to just stow away on that thing and be able yeah. to just jump into the cockpit and fly off and incinerate everyone. That's right. Plus, they were dressed so casual. They were like yeah. leather jacket, flat cap on. Just it was like they the just cupboard. like, yeah, like they just hijacked <laughs> it. Like we're just walking down the road and we're like, oh, let's pop yeah. near <laughs> and see what goes on. Yeah, yeah. So that happened. That happened, and yeah, and they and they blasted off, and the blast off completely destroyed the the other shuttle. Um, and then. Oh, go on, you do it. You're better at describing these things than I am. I'll just interject. <laughs> so it cuts to M's office. Uh, M's getting off the phone, and he asks Money Penny if Bond was still on holiday. She says... He's on his last leg. Last leg, so cut to Bond, touching the woman's leg. That was good. The woman pulls a gun out on Bond and then passes it to the pilot who shoots out the controls of a plane. Planning <laughs> <laughs> to jump out of the plane. Pilot says... This is where we leave you, Mr. Bond. And Bond says, it's a little premature, isn't it? <laughs> uh, there's a small punch-up. Pilot gets thrown out the plane, but has a parachute. Bond jumps out the plane without a parachute. And then Jaws turns up on the plane and follows <laughs> them both with another parachute. <laughs> so I missed Jaws turning up. I looked yeah. up and thought the pilot had been Jaws all along and had managed <laughs> to hide it. Mm. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, Bond catches up with the pilot. Yeah. When he does, obviously it's a couple of stunt guys, it's not the actors, but when the stunt guy playing Bond catches up, grabs his legs and gets a full mouthful of ass. Did you see his face <laughs> just land into this, like, proper between the cheeks? <laughs> we were too busy so Stu watched this bit and we were too busy arguing all four of us as to whether it was a real stunt or not and I was maintaining that it was definitely green screen and Stu was saying screen green screen didn't even exist then no what you that was about. definitely real yeah and I was, was like there's no way it's real there's no way it's real so it was real yeah it took them 88 jumps yeah. to get enough footage to make that. So it took them five weeks because they, by the time they'd got everything into position and what they needed, they could only actually capture one or two seconds of footage, mm -hmm. which they then had to tie all together to make the entire scene. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, I can tell you it was a real one because the dude that was playing Bond, uh, the uh, skydiver, He's wearing a blue blazer, but when he's skydiving, it's more of like a shell suit material. You can see, like a lightweight material. Okay, uh, Stu just said, "Look, it's not even Roger Moore. Look at his face." Yeah. <laughs> so Bond catches up the pilot, gets a uh, mouthful of ass, steals his <laughs> steals his parachute, leaving the pilot to fall to his death. And then uh, Jaws catches up with Bond, grabs his leg, and goes for a vampire bite. But Bond pulls his chute, and Jaws. Goes to pull his own shoe, but breaks the cord. <laughs> and then lands in a circus tent. <laughs> so, Jaws becomes a real comedy character in this. He just, yeah. just pratfalls everywhere and then just shake. I mean, you did it a couple of times in the last one. But yep. this one, it's like every other, every scene he's involved in, he lands upside down in something, dusts himself. Self off, okay. Yeah. 
He's just a comedy goon. <laughs> and yet another circus. What's with all the circuses? Another circus. Like he's back at the circus. Yeah. I don't know. But I thought you were going to tell me that. No, I maybe. This is the last one that Fleming wrote that had a circus in it or something. <laughs> it's, it's always Fleming's last one. <laughs> this was the last one that Fleming. Um, I have no Fleming facts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yes. the circus then kind of becomes the opening credits. It does. Pretty poor. On I all thought fronts. it was shite. <laughs> Okay, yeah, shite or do. <laughs> I put Jaws silhouette calling, uh, falling into a safety net, followed by a trapeze woman, and then I've written some odd choices, a woman flying, very close shots of women's faces, and then I put clouds and shit, not great, and the song is lame. The song was so bad. Joey I don't even said, remember it. No, I, I put completely unrememberable. Yeah. Unmemorable. 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 Jolie said it should have been Moonraker. He's the man, the man who rakes the moon. (laughs) That's much better. That would have been so much better. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, so the cloud stuff. It took me ages to be like, I was like, they keep showing the moon a lot. And then I was like, oh, because of Moonraker. Oh, yeah. And that's, and so there was a moon quite a lot. And that, yeah, they did show ladies' faces, like proper, like, facial features for once. It wasn't just silhouette. It, there were eyes yeah. and nostrils and all sorts. And, yeah, it was really boring. Yeah, it sucks. Boring song, boring intro. And then we're, we're at M's office. Um, yeah. Now. The, uh, the leather door. Oh, yeah. Mm. It is Chesterfield now. Did you see it? No. Leather door is Chesterfield because, like in the older films, it's like flat with like buttons in it. Yeah. Like a flat panel leather kind of thing. Yeah. Or thin padding. And now it's like proper puffed up Chesterfield style. It's beautiful. It's the door nice. still looks gorgeous. Money Penny, she's aged. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Um, especially when they get the next bond. I don't know how long she does it. But that that relationship's got to change, right? It has to. Well, it has already. There was absolutely zero flirting, zero innuendo, nothing. She was just a prim and proper secretary. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yes. (laughs) Just because a lady reaches a certain age doesn't mean she still doesn't have urges. (laughs) Okay. Uh, <laughs> Bond heads in. Money Penny doesn't believe Bond fell out of a plane without a shoe. And I like all that sets up later. I thought it was quite funny. Q shows Bond the crash site of the plane, but no Moonraker. Bond's mission is to find the Moonraker or find who jacked it. One, Q, I've written, is looking really skeletal. You can mm-hmm. practically see through him. And he shows him the, the scene from a TV screen that is hidden behind a mirror. I'm curious to know whether this kind of level of hiding things behind things, is it because it really is that top secret? Because a lot of effort's gone into like hiding a thing behind a thing. Or is it just M has just got a real strong sense of style and he doesn't want his walls covered in pictures of sight? He, he, he I'd wants say everything. it's that. Yeah. But M's a little bit old school, uh, just like some big fancy office. When Q does show him behind the mirror, he just hits the frame with a stick. 
to get it to open. Did you see that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of thing he would come up with, though. Yeah, he does that. He gives uh, Bond a wrist dart gun. That's it. It's the end of that scene. <laughs> the end. Now, no. I thought the wrist dart gun was going to was what was used much later on with the, with the snake, but it wasn't at all. So was it used? Does he does he use it at he all? He does use it with the snake. No, it's not. He does. How does he take the snake out there? With a pen, apparently, that was given to him by Goodhead. Oh yeah, it is. Well, the the dark gun is used um, in the G force thing when he's spinning around. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, okay. that's how he stopped it. Uh, all right, fair enough then. All right, it did come in useful. So Bond's heads to California, which is where Drax Industries is, who built the shuttle. So he's going to start there. He's picked up in a helicopter. A female pilot welcomes him and he says, I like it already. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah. uh, she shows Bond's the Drax estate. It's vast. Bond's impressed with Drax's house. Bunch of people working out. Apparently they're astronauts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of seemed pretty clear straight away that they weren't astronauts. No. Because I've written, it's a bit of a weird, she said, this is the astronaut training, but they were just doing like a Jane Fonda exercise class. <laughs> they were just doing like pelvic thrusts and stuff. Yeah. You'd think they would be like, you know, in the G-force machine, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doing something astronaut. <laughs> yeah. Bond says to um, old, what's her name? Like, are you going to give me a tour? And she says, no, I'm just a humble pilot. She does. <laughs> She's very humble. She is quite humble. I refer to her only as humble pilot from now on. <laughs> Bond meets Drax in his mansion. Drax knows he's, who Bond is. Uh, he feeds his dogs on command. And then a servant named Chang comes in, offers tea and sandwiches. Bond doesn't want any of it. Then they talk space plans. Jack says, may I press you to a cucumber sandwich? Hmm. Let's go about cucumber sandwiches. Well, so this is really weird, right? Because that lunchtime, we had been talking about cucumber sandwiches. We've been talking about cucumber. Stuart can't stand cucumber peel. It repeats on him. Elsie doesn't like the inside so we were saying that between them they could manage a whole cucumber mm. Elsie would just eat the outside and she would eat the inside bit and then we were saying oh my god cheese and cucumber sandwiches man they are so good and we never make them so it, it made us think and I said to the girls I'm going to do cheese and cucumber sandwiches for dinner this week and then tracks off a bond one. Oh, afterwards so yeah god damn yeah <laughs> how are they <laughs> We haven't had them yet. Oh. Tonight we had uh, chicken and rice and broccoli. Nice. <laughs> what did you have? I haven't eaten yet. I'm so tired. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> no, it's been so You can't though. drink a beer and not have had your dinner yet. Oh, I can do that. Oh, my God. Right, we'll get through this quickly. <laughs> um, Drax looks like a fat Nick Cave. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, bond me. Well, you know what I thought? <laughs> Who's the guy in um, that stupid dragon thing? You know the dragon what thing. Stupid dra- Pete's dragon. TV show. Dragon's Den. No. Um, Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. You know the little guy in Game of Thrones? Yes. It's like a tall he version does. of him. 
Well, because isn't he the guy that's in Elf? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe he so is. I thought yeah. he looked like him when he was in Elf. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Bond meets Dr. Goodhead. And he says, a woman. A woman? <laughs> a woman doctor? My God. A woman? Can you doctor? <laughs> what are we thinking of the name Holly Goodhead? It's good. <laughs> Is it? Well, it's better than chew me. And uh, all the others. Pig face. Pig face, yeah. Hello, pig face. Uh, she shows him around the building and they end up in a G4 simulator. Bond opts to try <laughs> yeah. the machine. They just end um, up in a G4 simulator. Yeah. Bond's like, how fast does this thing go? She says, uh, three Gs is like taking off. Seven Gs, most people pass out. If it goes to 20 Gs, you're dead. What does it actually get up to in the end? I mean, it's like uh, three quarters-ish of the way up. Seems to get to around 15-ish. He was acting like one of those guys who goes to an Indian restaurant. It's like, give me the hottest curry you've got. Yeah. I can take it. Come on, bring it on. Bring <laughs> it on. Good head gets called away. So Chang takes over, um, starts the machine, goes faster and faster. Seems to get up. So yeah, there you go. Seems to get up to about 14 or 15 Gs. Uh, but Bond managed to shoot the control panel with his wrist gun before passing out. Oh, I didn't see how he stopped it. I thought it just exploded. So my take on this was that... Drax says to Chang, so Drax says to Bond, go off with the humble pilot. She'll mm. take you to go and see the doctor. Off you go. And then as he walks away, he says to Chang, make sure you hurt him or something like that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Doing some damage or something. So he sends him off to like really mess him up. Chang waits until Bond is on like a super expensive bit of equipment, mm -hmm. a massively expensive bit of equipment, which ends up, well, <laughs> that ends up being completely destroyed. I just think quite often these supervillains, they should do things more simply. They should just say, like, he shouldn't have sent him off with Humble Pilot, should have just got rid of him there and then, just killed him. Yeah. Also, Dr. Goodhead <laughs> puts him in the simulator and says, oh, sorry, I have to go away and call. You'll be fine. Be back in... <laughs> It's like, it's, it's like the physio woman all over again. Stop leaving people in, in contraptions completely on their own. It never goes right. That's the thing about Bonds. They do that all the way through the series and everyone takes a piss out of that fact. And I think they even do that in um, Austin Powers, don't they? Actually we, bring we, that point we have out. to come back to Austin Powers. Yeah. Uh, my next note is just he snogs Humble Pilot. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've got. Bond turns up at the chopper's, chopper pilot's room, Humble Pilot. They hook up. Latest you sleep in, and Bond snoops around the office. She walks in and asks him what he's doing, and he said, "You whetted my appetite for information." <laughs> <laughs> he cracks a safe. He's now got a brand new little safe cracker. Looks pretty cool. Bond takes pictures of the documents in the safe with a 007 mini camera. Do you see that little camera? No. Missed it. The documents are blueprints for some kind of chamber. Tells Chopper Girl to take care. He's done with her. <laughs> He's taken her for all she's got. Out with yeah. Drax at a pheasant shoot, obviously. Yeah, of course. So, uh, a pheasant's native to California? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what? No, I'm going to check this, actually. Can you get... I don't think there's pheasants in America, is there? I don't know. 
You must have to have them like shipped over or something. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the ring neck pheasant is, is is a ground nesting gallinaceous bird native to Asia that was introduced and established in California in the 1800s. God damn. Well, there you go. Wow. All right. Well, fine. But I still the, the clothes they wore were not very Californian. No. There was a lot of tweed going on. <laughs> yeah, there was. So they're out hunting. Bond is yeah. there just to say, see you later. But Drax wants him to go shooting. Yes. Bond agrees. And there is a, a man in the trees waiting to shoot Bond. Yes. Uh, some pheasants fly past and Drax points them out. So Bond aims and shoots. Uh, but the pheasants are still alive and flying away. Drax says, you missed Mr. Bond. And the shooter falls out the tree dead. And Bond says, did I? Did I? Uh, as you said, such a good sport. So when Bond first arrives, Drax whispers something to a horn player. And the horn the horn guy plays three notes. I've written down, it sounded like duh, 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 in brackets, the last two. The point I'm making... <laughs> <laughs> is that if I could remember the tune they used, mm. it's stolen from, I'm pretty sure it's from Space Odyssey 2001. Okay. Du, 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 mm. bum, bum. Du, du. Yeah. Mm. Um, they, they do the this a lot in this film they keep using little snippets of music from other space films i think to yeah. create the illusion of Deep space encounters, they? yeah it's Not naughty it's yeah called. close encounters of close the third kind yeah. that's the door lock yeah <laughs> so bond uh, just walks off after killing someone in front of him he's got a okay. license you saw yeah. that out so that's fine yeah got a license uh, to kill but None of the responsibility of cleaning it up again. Uh, Drax fires a humble pilot for giving up giving up the info. As she walks away, Chang sets the hounds at her. <laughs> she gets murdered in the in the woods by dogs. Probably could have not bothered firing her. Just yeah, skip that bit. Uh, and then we're in Venice. Yeah, it took me a long time to work out because I was like, "That's Venice," because of the yeah. boats. But then. I think the boat guy said, si, senore, and that sounded Spanish. Mm. And then he was talking to the receptionist at the museum, and she had a very French accent. And I had to actually go to Wikipedia just to understand where we definitely were. It was Venice, right? And it was Venice. Yeah, okay. Bond jumps off a gondola, uh, thanks Franco for the ride. And then he enters what seems to be a glassware manufacturer. And woman says, can I help you find something? And Bond says, I'm tempted to say yes immediately, but I better have a look <laughs> around first. And the woman literally says, so go smart. wherever you want. <laughs> <laughs> so he does. He goes right out the back into the manufacturing part, warehouse, just starts wandering around. <sighs> they talk. Uh, who talks? <laughs> Oh, whilst wandering around, he spots Goodhead and follows her out of the building. Uh, they talk. Uh, she's addressing some space lecture later. Bond says, I keep forgetting you're more than just a beautiful woman. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so great, is it? He's kind of he's very so uh, patronizing. Yeah. yeah. They make plans for a drink later, and then Bond jumps back in the uh, gondola. Am I saying that right? Is it gondola? Yeah, 
yeah. yeah. Bond is just chilling on the gondola as a funeral <laughs> boat passes. <laughs> is that a thing? A funeral boat? Yeah, apparently. Probably in Venice. It's completely unmanned. It is literally just a coffin floating yeah. by in a boat. <laughs> as it passes, the coffin opens up and a knife row is inside. <laughs> uh, it takes out Franco. And then we find out the gondola seems to be a Q gadget. Uh, so, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. <laughs> so the knife thrower throws a knife, takes out the gondolist. Yeah, Franco. Throws a knife. Yeah. Throws a second knife, misses Bond. He has an array of knives. Like, he has clearly been chosen in order, like, his specialist subject is knife throwing. Yeah. Yeah, he misses and in his hurry to extract another knife why he didn't just have them in his hands already he had pre- he should have been prepped for this he had one chance bond pulls the knife out and hits him back so it turns out bond's an even better knife thrower than the most specialist knife thrower yeah he's pretty rubbish he could have been laying in the dark there for hours in that coffin. I mean, they could have just had a gondola with him just laying in it with like, you know, it just being steered by. He wouldn't have, Bond wouldn't have even given it a second look. You see a boat flying by with a coffin on it, not being steered by anyone. Mm-hmm. That's going to draw attention. I would have gone with uh, a gondola with a gondolierist gondol- yeah. gondoling along. And then he pulls his yeah. gon- gondol pole out, which is only a half <laughs> half length one, and he blows yeah. poison darts out of it. Yes, no, yes, <laughs> you should be the supervillain. <laughs> Told you, I'd be a good supervillain. You would. <laughs> uh, so it's a Q gadget. Bond opens some hidden controls, and it seems to have a high speed motor. <laughs> and Bond does a gondola runner. <laughs> Uh, there's a boat chase through Venice. Goons chase Bond through Venice, shooting as they go. Bond gets to some dry land, and then the power gondola turns into a fucking hovercraft. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shocked people in the town square as Bond drives through, and the goons are pissed because they can't. Fight. Why? 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 <laughs> if it had a motor, did he not just motor on down? Why was yeah. he gondoling? All that time. <laughs> Poor Franco. <laughs> the guy had it coming. Uh, Bond parks up later on and breaks into the glass place after hours. Um, he spies on a guy putting an entry code in a door. It's close encounters. Yeah. Bond used the combo to get in and spies on the lab guys. Um, they're using the glass cylinders. They're using the glass cylinders to encase some kind of deadly fluids. Bond sneaks around, checks out the fluid, looks like water, but he's disturbed. Leaves the canister on the side and does a runner, and the guys come back in, knock knock over the cylinder, and they die almost instantly. So uh, Bond witnesses that, gets the hell out of there, and uh, he's confronted by... It's a guy in like a samurai sword-type suit. Is it Chang? It is Chang. Yeah, yeah. So he's confronted by Chang uh, (laughs) in like the glass display... (laughs) cabinet room so they just completely destroy everything as you would smash everything to bits with a great big stick bond's fencing chang's got a stick <laughs> so, well, why have they sent why has he sent chang he's not very good chang is he he's good at letting dogs off leashes well he's not but also like <laughs> chang seems key to drax so to just kind of like fly him over to venice on the off chance that bond might break into the glass museum at night and then have it out with him yeah 
really poor logistics. And Drax doesn't, well, no, I was going to say Drax doesn't strike me as a man that's rubbish with logistics, but actually he is. So this kind does is. conform. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. They destroy everything in the room and then uh, Chang does a runner upstairs, turns out to be a clock tower. They have a big punch up in the cog room. <laughs> uh, until Bond throws Chang through the clock face and he lands in a grand piano on, in the street. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> um, Bond says, says, Play it again, Sam. <laughs> again, a reference from another film yeah. about music. Hmm. So, but they did have to rush this film. I said at the end of last one, it wasn't meant yeah, to be I remember you the saying. next. And they only did it to tie in with Star Wars. So I don't I felt, know whether I don't know if it felt rushed, but knowing that made me possibly pick it apart a bit more. Um, that it was rushed because everything was... that was wrong about it was because it was rushed. Bond heads to good heads or some head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Makes her jump when she turns on her lamp. He accuses her of being involved with Chang. Uh, he finds her spy syringe pen and finds her poison dart diary. <laughs> and then found, then looks at her shampoo. It's uh, Bollinger 69. Oh, you're expecting yep. me. Date. Yeah. yeah. Then founds her. Oh, yeah, date. Well done. <laughs> then finds out her perfume is a flamethrower and her purse is a radio. <laughs> My favourite was the flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> Bond calls her out for being CIA and she is spying on Drax. They hook up and decide to work together, but he sneaks off during the night. As soon as he leaves, she calls the poor to come and get her bags to get the hell out of there. Yeah. I think now, he, he sneaks off because he already un, he already knows that she's because he sees the tickets in the drawer going to Rio. So he knows yeah. that he needs to head to Rio next. He knew that she wasn't really going to pair up with him. Yeah. Now she's CIA. She should have had the name Felix. She should have been a Felix. That would have been good. Yeah, she should. When they went to California, I was like, oh, yeah. Felix. Felix. Why is he Felix? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't occur to me that she was the Felix. It should have been. Uh, should have been Felicia. Felix. <gasps> Felicia Goodhead would have been a much better name. Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> We should have written this one. We were alive. <laughs> yeah, what the hell were we doing? This meeting is being recorded. Bond calls M and the Minister of whatever to see the lab he found. When they arrive, the lab oh, the lab's gone and Drax is standing there in an old massive old school office. Uh, the Psych. minister Yeah. The Minister of Whatever. Was he supposed to be the Prime Minister or the Minister of Defence? Minister of Defence. Okay. He's not impressed, tells them to take Bond off the mission and walks off. Um, he says, take the old man off the mission. Did he? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. It was harsh. Yeah. How many Roger Moores have we got left? You know? Three, I think. Cool. So he gets older. He gets super old. He's 51 at this point. Yeah. Bond gives the Bond gives them the vial uh, that he took from the lab. Um, M officially takes Bond off the assignment, but tells him to go on holiday to Rio. Nudge, nudge, not, wink, wink. Yeah. Tells him not to fuck it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Drax hires Jaws. You see Jaws getting stopped by a metal detector in the airport. And he turns out and gives him a big smile. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I got on California. No, not California, Venice. 
now we're in Rio. Yeah, we are. Bond being towed in his cab by a woman taking photos of him. Very dangerous. Happens a lot. That same woman is in his presidential suite. She makes him a vodka martini, shaken not stirred. Her name is Manuela. Yep. yep. Bond wants to visit an importer that night. So he finds a way of killing five hours. Starts taking off Manuela's clothes. Says on IMDb mm. that Manuela is his assistant. So is she What's planted? Does, yeah. Does M just send her over? I guess. Doesn't <sighs> Maybe the photos of Money Penny. I don't know. <laughs> ah, right, the importer warehouse. Bond breaks into. No, Bond breaks in as Manuela waits outside. Uh, she's waiting in an alley, and a giant clown is approaching Manuela. Giant, that was giant person with a massive paper mache head. And I put, I wonder who this could be. <laughs> <laughs> it was nasty though. And again, mm. let's see. Yeah, clowns. So yeah. even in um in on Her Majesty's Secret Service, when he starts losing the plot at the ice skating rink, there's like a clown face keeps like coming to him in yeah. his weird freak out bit. And obviously clowns are inherently scary. But this one was free it was because it's jaws, it's huge. And then the paper mache head is even huger. And it's just got this <laughs> manic grin. And the scary thing is that underneath that he does have a manic grin. He it does. was terrifying and it had that <laughs> spooky thing like all these people these carnival goers dancing around and like all of this fun music nobody realizing that she's in peril he basically like lifts her off the ground (laughs) she's just like dangling like this little doll and he's pretending that just like having a dance and having fun so that when when the carnival goes go off he goes into vampire he still loves the old vampire he's well into it yeah well into it um, yeah, he goes to sink his teeth in, but he's disturbed by parade goers. Um, then Bond spots Jaws attacking Manuela from the roof, so he jumps down and pulls him off of her. Um, I've written down here, and I do genuinely like this. I like Roger Moore's and Jaws's interactions because obviously they never say anything, and Roger Moore only greets him by giving him a big smile. Jaws <laughs> is just smiling at him, so they always just smiling at each other before a fight. I think it's really good. <laughs> yeah, Bond sarcastically smiles at Jaws. No words are spoken. Uh, more parade goers pass through. This time, dragging Jaws with them. <laughs> at the end of that scene, you saw Jaws get into it. You see him dancing at the end <laughs> as they're me. taking him away. He starts waving his arms around. That is into the parade. <laughs> he does keep getting distracted, doesn't he? He's like, yeah, he is more good than he is bad. Yeah, you know when he was dressed up as a phone engineer in the last one, I reckon he probably did go around and fix some phones while he was he at it. Did, I don't think yeah. he can help himself. That's right. The only thing Bond found in there was uh, a Drax air freight label in the warehouse, mm-hmm. um, and then we cut to Bond heading up a mountain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're <laughs> going to go to Rio, you do want to go up to an observation platform because oh, you, you did yeah. see in the distance um, the Christ of Redemptor. Um, I wonder if part of, you know, when he's going off to all these places, do you think he's thinking, I'm, I'm going to go and, while I'm in Paris, I must see the Eiffel Tower. While I'm in Rio, really need to I go and check out. The... Yeah, I suppose so. But, he's you know, there was no Instagram back then. So <laughs> do you really no, need to go and get that but shot? But he does have a mini camera. Yeah, it is a nice camera. <laughs> Bond heads up the mountain 
to use a telescope to look at an airport. He spots a Drax airplane, then bumps into Goodhead. Bond and Goodhead think Drax has moved all his stuff out of Rio, and they're on the case. They head down the mountain by cable car, but Jules has other plans. He bites through the cables, and the cable car stops midway down, and then Bond and Goodhead climb onto the roof of the halted cable car. Do you think the cables were made out of licorice? What were they made out of? Did you look it up? I don't know. I don't know. I'd say probably. They'd have to be, wouldn't they? Maybe some marzipan. (laughs) Marzipan. George is on another cable car, heads up to Bond, and then jumps from his car to to Bond's. Good head of Bond fight, George, and manage to throw him into their car and lock in the hatch. Um, then they use a bit of chain to slide down the cable to land. Jaws um, <laughs> signals the operator to move the cart down to chase them, asks him to go faster and faster to catch up with Bond. He's literally using gravity to slide down this chain. <laughs> it's quite a steep mountain. You know, you think Bond's probably going good 30, 40 miles an hour. I didn't know uh, cable carts can uh, go that fast. I mean, he went faster on the G-Force thing. He's he's cool yeah. with it. Um, they go faster to take him out, but uh, Bond and Goodhead jump just in the nick of time, and Jaws crashes through the cart station, destroying the building, I assume killing the signal guard. I don't know if we see him getting out. Um, Jaws, climbing out the rubble, gets helped out by a woman with pigtails. They say <laughs> nothing, but they seem to fall in love at first sight. She looks a little bit like the girl from the um, PlayStation advert with the weird bug eyes yeah. and, the, and, and the two plats. Um, it was also licorice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bond and Goodhead are sitting on the grass. Um, oh, yeah. And they say, and Goodhead says, have you broken something? And you know what Bond says? No. Only my tailor's heart. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> this I might be think. it. I did. Yes. <laughs> I did hear that. So would that... <laughs> so that is exactly what was meant then. He keeps breaking his... It, it must be a disgruntled tailor who had yeah. it against him because mm-hmm. he keeps ruining their brilliant suits by getting involved in crazy things like climbing out of cable cars. Shenanigans. Yeah, must be. Shenanigans. Stop wearing my suits for your shenanigans. <laughs> uh, it's a medical personnel approach uh, and the two spies are knocked out by them. They wake up in an ambulance. <laughs> Good head distracts the medic by just wiggling her eyebrows a bit. <laughs> and uh, Bond gets out of his restraints. Go on. No, it's just really weird and creepy, that whole scene. Like, the, the, yeah. the, there's a medic sitting in between them, and they just keep yeah. kind of, like, smiling at him and raising their eyebrows yeah. at each other <laughs> and at him, and it confuses him so much. <laughs> but, I mean, the way that Bond gets out is that there is actually a gap. He's he's tied to two armrests, yeah. but the armrest has an end like to it, so he's able bit. to just yeah. slide the, yeah. the rope <laughs> off the end. <laughs> which um i'm amazed that she had to i'm surprised that it had had to alert him to that fact like it it seemed pretty pretty basic yeah the medical goon gets a fire extinguisher to the face and then a hard beating whilst they're fighting bond gets his face smashed into good head's lap says oh sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> then bond and the medic i feel like <laughs> more could have been made of that <laughs> 
Then Bond and the medic fall out of the back of the ambulance on a trolley. Uh, Bond falls off the trolley, but the, boon, the goon ends up putting his head through a British Airways poster saying, we'll take more care of you. It uh, felt, And again, that felt like it was meant to mean more. I was slightly confused. I don't know if it was like a an actual advert at the time or something. But I are. need to just uh, take you back a little bit. Mm. When Bond fights with Jaws, yeah, every single time, and they must have had like fisticuffs four or five times by the mm-hmm. time they reached Carnival. Every time he punches him, he it, like it's like Jaws is made of absolute steel throughout. Yeah. But it always seems to surprise Bond, and he still just continues to try punching him as if he's going to be as if it's going to be different each time. Yes, he, he has tried, doesn't he? But yeah, I, I don't know why. I mean, he's like punching him in the stomach, and he's yeah seems to have a metal gut as well, and, and a somehow. metal penis. It was it yeah seemed in that scene yeah yeah so. Then it cuts to Bond in a cowboy outfit on horseback with two other dudes that we've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you playing? <laughs> and, it, and the music is stolen from. It might be like a Clint Eastwood film. Or something, yeah, wasn't it? it was. Yeah. yeah, it was just the classic Western so music. It's uh, yeah, a few like a poncho thing going on, the hat, everything. It was yeah. just. Well, what country are they in? Rio. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Bond heads up. Bond heads into a building where there are two monks fighting each other, and Money Penny's there. And this is a bit I found quite funny. Uh, James, you look like you're falling down a mountain. And Bond's like, "Well, it's funny you should say that, Money Penny. You see, I was in a cable car, and I..." And he looks at her and goes, "Never mind," because you didn't believe him <laughs> earlier about the uh, falling out of a plane. I thought it was pretty good. I like that relationship. If they keep that going. Yeah. I know it's not as good, but you have to rest. It's not as good. And, and but but what's sad about it not being as good? It would have been nicer if the, this new relationship was reserved for a new person. Mm. I don't like that it's as a result of her aging that he, that they can no longer enjoy the flirting. Sure. It, because out of everybody, with the exception of Tracy and maybe Triple X maybe yeah like money penny is his like sustained love mm. she means more than all the other. he respects her so much that he doesn't sleep with her but now he you know now it's just like a <sighs> he, he can't even bring himself to 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 make her feel good about herself anymore <laughs> that's right q scene anyway <laughs> con's first words when he sees q Balls Q. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's got some balls, balls on some string spinning around. He throws them around dummy and they explode. Explosive balls. And then you've got a, a monk with a laser gun melting plastic sure heads. <laughs> and then a meeting with him. Uh, there's no news of good head. Q acts shocked. <laughs> I just remembered Q's line at the end. It's a classic. Q acts shocked that Bond is, is okay. And he explains that the toxic gas... Oh, that's right. He explains that the toxic gas files don't work on animals. Remember, it's sick burn Q. Because he's basically saying that Bond is an animal. 
is. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that. <laughs> it is good. Yeah, it was. Bond has to go. I mean, he's getting his own back for the last two movies where he was just getting treated like a he was, he was complete punk. Yeah. They send Bond to Brazil. It's where the flower is located that makes the toxin. Not before Q hooks him up with a armoured speedboat. Pretty cool boat, actually. How you feel about that boat? I don't really remember it. I think this is where, I, in <laughs> fact, yeah, this is where I fell asleep. Right. I fell asleep with the with the snake bit. In his boat, looks like armor-plated speedboat, starts getting attacked by yellow-suited goons. So Bond floors it. Uh, Bond puts up a rear bullet shield and drops some water mines. Takes out one of the goon boats. They're obliterated. It really explodes. Two more boats enter the chase. Uh, Bond launches uh, torpedoes, takes out one of them. And then the third boat has got jaws on it. Uh, do, do you remember this bit? This is good. No. So Bond is flooring it towards a waterfall whilst slapping on a helmet, then pulling a strap that lifted him out of the boat into a glider going off the waterfall. The Bond boat follows Bond off the waterfall. <laughs> Jaws rips the steering wheel off trying to turn the boat around before they go off, but they, they go over the waterfall. But, you know, it's Jaws, so he survives. So he just resurfaces, dusts himself yeah. off, carries off. That's it. <laughs> Bond lands that glider uh, off camera, I suppose. He's now on foot. Um, spots a woman walking through the jungle. Yeah, this bit I woke up again for. Okay. She leads him to a temple. She sees Bond and leads him there uh, into a temple that seems to be... <laughs> I'm going to keep this in. She sees Bond and leads him into a temple which seems to be full of smoking hotties. <laughs> I mean, every single one of them was a smoking hottie. Yeah, that's right. Um, maybe barring the one that had previously been at the astronauts training camp, the one that had like Lady Diana hair do. Yeah. It was a... Like she didn't she... seem to fit the smoking hottie mold. That's right. I mean, no judgment again. <laughs> no, no Bond girl. But... The rock that Bond's standing on drops, lowers him into a pond with a big ass snake in it. All the smoking hotties watch. The snake attacks Bond, wraps itself around Bond. But oh, yeah, I haven't written there. Look, yeah. See, was he led to that one it. specific rock? I guess so. Like they were all stood around it, wouldn't they? There's only really one spot for him to stand, I, I suppose. Guess. So he poison pens the snake. Then Jaws lifts him out of the water. Bond gut punches him. He doesn't flinch, obviously. And then Drax asks Bond why he killed his python. <laughs> and, Bond, and Bond says, I discovered he had a crush on me. <laughs> That's quite sweet. He was pretty good. Uh, Drax takes Bond into his headquarters. Bond watches as three different Moonrakers lift off. Um, so Drax asks Jaws to warm Bond up after his swim. So Jaws takes Goodhead and Bond down to a room. Oh, no, takes Bond down to a room. Goodhead is already in there. Then the ceiling opens up, and they're underneath the fourth Moonraker. I'd noted that in that scene, um, when they're, like, watching the other Moonrakers taking off and stuff, Jaws, like, he he, he looks proud on Drax's behalf. He's almost, like, kind of, like, motioning to Bond, like, look at this. This is, like, great shit. Like, yeah. I'm surprised Jaws cares that much. Like, he's hired yeah. in as a goon just to do the bidding, but he seems to be, like, pretty, like, this is some cool shit. Like, everyone take a moment to appreciate this. It was, it was um, web hands that picks Jaws, right? Yeah, Jaws is Jaws. So he um, was a bit technical as well, I suppose. He had all yes. the gear, didn't he? So maybe maybe George is into that stuff. 
Yeah, perhaps. It has just occurred to me, it couldn't have been web hands that actually did the work, surely, because he's got web hands. Yeah. He must have he must have just funded it. Now, going back to web hands, did mm. the actor have web hands or did the character have web hands? The character. Okay. Then why didn't we see the web hands? Because apparently they were only made to be really noticeable on a cinema screen. I don't know how that works, but that's just, what my research told me. doesn't sit right with me. I looked the actor up to see if I could have spot him with web hands. I couldn't. Yeah. Oh, well. Are you saying uh, you don't believe me? I believe you, but I thought, oh, maybe he's just done a very good job his whole life of hiding his web hands. And that's why you never see him with web hands. No, you are. But they gave him web, the web hands, hands and then he hid the web hands. Yeah. They they gave him web hands and they didn't make a big deal of it. But yeah, it was his entire backstory and reason for wanting <laughs> yeah. to lead an aquatic life. <laughs> uh Subordinate heads for an air vent. Blows the vent off with a pull-out mini C4 thing from his watch. Blows door off the vent and says mm, bang on time and they escape the flames they do they do i was thinking um a good head had like a billion gadgets in that hotel room yeah like a million things she, she doesn't offer anything in this situation but she should have had a ton of tools felix would have felix <laughs> i've also noted that she has the most beautiful voice yeah she was actually pretty cool uh, good head. They steal some uniforms from a couple of goons, which turn out to be the pilots of the Moonraker. I didn't realise it was supposed to be the pilots. <laughs> they get into the Moonraker and it takes off on a pre-arranged flight programme. And then I wrote down, I like this music, it reminds me of Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Um, it was stolen probably from Clockwork probably Orange, was, I imagine. Yeah. They had buttons labelled Elevon and the body flap percentage. And not what? Body, body flap. flap. Yeah, body flap oh, percentage. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted them to press those buttons, but they didn't. The low gravity acting is funny. So she's moving <sighs> to grab a pen like this. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no need for that. The gravity's no low, need but it. you can move your arm. They just move. They were trying to act out there being a lack of gravity by just doing everything really slowly <laughs> and she did she just moved her arm out to take the pen and the paper as if how gravity works is the things you need just gently float past your head and you take them at the exact moment you happen to need them yeah and then they go back to where they were the slow motion was doing my <laughs> head in. It's like scuba goons. It gets worse. Um, <laughs> what I will say, though, is that whole space section was actually really quite pretty. Yeah. Um, and actually, the slow mode did kind of add to that. It made everything kind of quite um, there was, peaceful. There was some gravity, good, well done gravity stuff, like when they were going through the uh, hallway and stuff like that. But that bit no, right wasn't. there, that when they were like moonwalking through it, do you remember that bit? Yeah, I thought that was quite. But good. then they get to the door at the other end where they can. But they, when they were moonwalking, they were still like doing it slow motion. Yeah, yeah. And then when they get to the door at the other end, she just opens the door and it's like, and here's the gravity again. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that was all done on cables, I suppose. Um, 
I respect that a little bit, but they, yeah, and even Bond going it's like, she tells him to press a button, and he's just like, <laughs> really slowly. <laughs> Not um, what gravity does, <laughs> and. I, I was quite impressed by Bond. You know, everybody else had to go through all of that astronaut training. And obviously, yeah. Goodhead is, is even though she's CIA, I think she's still NASA trained. Mm-hmm. He just adapted to it. You know, he just got on the pilot uniform. He knew exactly what to do. I guess um, there are a couple of similarities being in space and being on a submarine. Yeah. Possibly. He's I mean, a Navy dude, isn't he? Yeah. She's got but, no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> So Bond very slowly hits a button and turns on some screens and he sees that the cargo is some straight up hotties, men and women. And they're all just like making out with each other. They're so hot. They're really getting it on in slow motion (laughs) because of the gravity. gravity. (laughs) Uh, The Moonrakers approach a space station that can't be seen on radar. All the ships dock and the space station begins to move. They said, they said, uh, number six, um, start your landing process, mm. and she, in slow motion, moves one knob forward, and that docks it. <laughs> That's right. Everything else was pre-programmed, <laughs> but she had to Except do that, that one very specialist control at the yeah. very end, slowly. All the goons are getting onto the station. All in yellow this yeah. time. I like a, a suited goon when they're all matching. Makes it a lot easier on the eyes. So many goons. So mm. many goons. Yeah. So few new populous people. Mm. It should have combined the two. Trained yes. the hotties to be goons. Yes, and vice versa. And then yeah. they could have all populated. It's a plan that's going to take some some time to bear out. Yeah. But then how do you train a goon to be hot? <laughs> So. <laughs> well, you could only hire hot goons. <laughs> You're right. Imagine that advert. Hot goons required. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you could do that in Australia. I yeah. remember seeing like bar work being advertised, and it was like only hot girls need apply. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, so the goons are heading to the station, and then I've put it looks like Drax is going to wipe out humanity with a toxin and start off a race with all hotties. So. He's going to release this toxin into the Earth's atmosphere. It's going to kill off all the humans, but it's going to leave all of the flowers and the animals. Yeah. Is he planning to do that and then take the hottie straight back down to start repopping? So they're doing that in the air, right? Yeah. They're doing this on the station. So down on Earth, all of these billions of people, what did you say? 4.5 billion minus the 60 that are in the air (laughs) they're all dead and they're just rotting they're all ugly anyway yeah 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 but you know they're all (laughs) but they're rotting they're decomposing wherever they are yeah anything that needed like um uh human power to keep it going so i'm thinking places like nuclear power stations they're not being Mm. manned anymore Mm -mm. they're probably going to shit do we have nuclear power then Got to be coming close. When did the meltdown happen? That was the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, so let's say, yeah. So must have, yeah. So that's all going on on Earth, right? So there's things decaying everywhere. Buildings probably collapsing. Fine, we've got animals and nature. That's all going good. But then all, all the cities are probably like, there's issues going on there. Meanwhile, the six couples, the six hottie couples. <laughs> per ship. <laughs> that's for, that's for ships. It, no, there weren't six on each. All yeah. the rest were goons. 
There weren't. It was just those what? ones. Yes. There must be. No, no. There was no one else in white. No <laughs> one else in white. It was just them. So they, what? They have a baby each in a year's time. Mm-hmm. So that drops it down to what? Oh, six couples. So that's six kids. Yeah. Six that can kids. have three kids. Yeah. That <laughs> will end up having one kid. Yeah. And then everyone so, dies. So how many generations are they? Like, so in, so There's the still going to be some... a lot of inbreeding, but I think that's the plan, isn't it? Okay. If, if a bunch well, of parties that... start inbreeding, do they get yeah. higher? No, I don't think so. I think no. it works the other way around. <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> uh. it's, I'm just wondering how long they're going to be in space for. Have they got everything they need to like sustain several generations? Yeah. All the goons <laughs> die off. Who's looking after all the controls? The hotties uh, ain't. Goon kids? I think the goons are allowed <laughs> the kids. Goons are ki- kids. Yeah, yeah. But they'll, you know, they'll be killed, obviously. Okay. And we and, and Drax, mm. I mean, he's dead. He's just died of old age by the time his plan comes to fruition. So what's he gaining from it? Well, I guess he's God at that point, isn't he? Is um, oh, it's like an Adam and Eve situation, isn't it? and he he set it all up. So, yeah, okay. Oh, interesting. The whole arc. But what if it goes and... a bit like Red Dwarf, where nobody actually remembers Drax? They just remember this kind of. His name was Flanks. Yeah. And he had the head of Tyrrell and the body right. of a dolphin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So Bond and Goodhead head off to find the radar jammer, so they can get rid of the old radar jammer. Everyone be able to see the uh, space station. Um, yeah. They want to turn it off. Oh, since basically soon I've said that. They find it. Good head beats up two goons while Bond just stands there impressed. Um, yeah. They t- <laughs> they take out a jammer and Americans and they can now see it and they uh, send people to investigate. Like, so what, so, so, yeah, which was pretty amazing. They they go into a room. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. There was just so much going on. This is the first time Bond and a and a and and a Bond girl have dressed up in costume and haven't covered their heads and faces. Yeah. So they're just walking around, hoping not to be recognised. Like, and they just walk into some room that's clearly full of highly technical stuff. There's these two guys in there doing like what, moving knobs and touching things and doing official stuff. She takes them both out. And then while she's looking very delicately to change like some controls to make the things um, (laughs) to to take down the the blocker, Bond just rips out a whole load of cable, (laughs) which I thought was to destroy the jammer, but it wasn't. It was just to tie the guys up. Yeah. And Stu was with me at this point and he was like, he's done a stew. He's completely doing a stew. It's like brute force <laughs> to like completely like eradicate a problem, creating about 20 in itself. <laughs> How does he know that stuff isn't integral, that thing staying in space? It could have just plummeted to earth at that point. Well, it's Bond, you know, it's what he does. You keep saying this, Lee, Nobody but it's does not it the answer, I <laughs> Oh, but he does. <laughs> okay. They take out the jammer. Americans see it. Drak launches the globes of toxins towards Earth. Jaws finds Jaws finds Bond a good head. Bond tries to fight him again, but fails. And they're taken prisoner. Again. Uh, next scene. 
US spacecraft heading for the station. Uh, Bond and Goodhead are about to be put in an airlock, but Bond points out the logic of Drax wanting to kill everyone that isn't a straight-up Holly to Jaws and Jaws girl and their concerned. Which you, what do you think of Jaws's love interest? I didn't care for it too much, but I liked that Jaws just didn't die like most of them did. I think they like I like that they gave him a different way out rather than just him dying in some gruesome way. But I like I liked it, it was different, but I didn't really care. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think she just looked like a little girl, so the whole thing was a bit creepy. Ah. Uh, well anyone any woman would look like a little girl with Jules. Uh, yeah, but the pigtails and the and right. like the sappy little dress at the beginning, the way she kind of skips around, it's all a little <laughs> bit a bit worrying. At yeah. this point, have has have they spoken to Russia yet? Yeah. Okay. So you see yeah. Gogol again. You do. <laughs> and he's just like he's just bedding hotties. He's just oh man, got so much shit to do. Blah blah blah. Just bitching about stuff. All the world leaders seem to be like mates at this point, and it's all because of Bond. Oh, that's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, that's really special. <laughs> and, and they're all mates and they're all just like they don't really care what's going on in the world and they're just too busy like bedding hot girls yeah and that's exactly. what bond has brought <laughs> world to peace the world. and yeah. free love yeah. <laughs> so drax tells jaws to put bond and good head into the airlock but jaws teams up with bond and starts attacking the goons space guns are pulled out and the fighting oh space guns are pulled out and the fighting stops uh, the USA ship is being targeted with a big space laser, but Bond hits a control panel, making one of the Moonrakers fire its jets. The anti-gravity stops working and everyone's gone all floaty. I think there might have been a trampoline involved. Some of them are leaning against walls and moving really slowly to make it look as if... Yeah. The way they're like flat against the walls is as if they're being pressurised <laughs> there, but it's actually just a way to allow them to move slowly. Sometimes... <laughs> People kind of like jump in the air and you can see they're just like on their way back down again. It some of it was actually it, what the problem was, some of it was actually really good, and then it would move to a shot that was really, really bad and it kept moving between mm. the two. Yeah. This is interesting how they got it was rushed. We could tell it was rushed. <laughs> There's a bit of cable work and a bit of uh, acting floaty. <laughs> acting floaty. <laughs> could everyone just act floaty now, please? <laughs> Space goons head outside with thrusters and mounted guns. And so do the Americans, and they have a space wars. Lots of people die on both sides. And then the USA ship docks. The Americans should have just stayed in the ship. Yeah. And then docked. Um, now they're... Because <laughs> then you've just got people floating around outside with nothing to shoot at. <laughs> they're now boarding the station. More people get space shot. And then I've written, Jesus, has a full war going on in this station. Everyone's shooting wildly. Lots are dying. Aren't they worried about blowing a hole through a wall? Yeah. Yes. They're just going nuts in there. Bond comes face to face with Drax in the corridor, but Drax has a gun. Bond puts his hands up, but he has his wrist gun. Second time he uses his wrist gun. Shoots a dart uh, in Drax's okay. chest. Oh. Uh, oh. And he says, heartbroken, Mr. Drax? Because he's got a dart in his heart in his heart so it's probably yeah. broken yeah bond leads drax into an airlock and he says take a giant step for mankind that was very good yeah 
Drax gets airlocked immediately. He doesn't even wait for a comeback. Goodhead says, where's Drax? What's Bond say? He's floating in space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't very good. He should have left it with uh, One Step for Mankind. Saw, put, yeah. oh, he, oh, he had to fly. Oh, he had to fly. That was it. Yeah. yeah. It was the most expensive Bond film ever made. Was it? Yeah. That's a shame. What do they spend it on? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the gas gravity. Yeah. <laughs> All the highs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Bond says they need to destroy the globes before they reach the Earth, but the station is falling apart. So everyone does a runner to their ships. The Americans get out of there and fly off. Bond and Goodhead get in a moonraker and do the same thing. As the station is collapsing, Jaws is still inside looking for Jaws girl. He finds her, and then they find a bottle of shampoo, opens it with his teeth, and he says, well, here's to us. So he can talk. he can talk. That was so sweet. And he'd fully redeemed himself. He'd realised that being affiliated with a baddie could have led to his own girlfriend's downfall and he and he fought back he fought back for what he loved rather than being paid to fight mm-hmm. and he spoke but he didn't need to bite the top of the champagne bottle off he could have just opened it with his hands really <laughs> and i don't know where those teeth have been <laughs> yeah they've been a lot of people um i think we're about to run out of time but yes they stay on the station, waving off Bond and Goodhead. Bond asks for Jaws' help releasing the ship from the station. This meeting is being recorded. I've got an Ian Fleming fact. Okay. You got? Moonraker, the novel, wasn't about space whatsoever. Was it, was it called <laughs> Moonraker? It was called Moonraker. Um, that was pretty much the only thing it had in common with the film. In the book, Moonraker is a prototype missile, not a space shuttle. Um, and similar to Casino Royale, a good portion of the novel is really about Bond playing cards with a villain, something that didn't feature in the film at all. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, Fleming. Okay. <laughs> Jaws, Jaws, Jaws is it up by bending some metal to release the ship. Uh, the section of the station Bond, sorry, the section of the station Jaws is in floats off and the rest of it blows up. Bond says, don't worry, they'll make it. It's only 100 miles to Earth. I thought that was so flippant. Yeah, like, what an you know, you said earlier, he is a complete arsehole. Like earlier, you when you were saying they always smile at each other, I mm. kind of like, you know, they did smile and I, and I kind of got like a glimpse of them like having a mutual respect for one another. Yeah. And he and he literally, you know, he asked for help and Jaws did help and they didn't even invite them into the shuttle. <laughs> That's the least they could have done. Yeah. And then laughed about the fact that him and his girlfriend are going to burn, burn up on re-entry. impacts. Yeah. yeah. Good head of Bond shoot the globes that are heading towards Earth just in the nick of time, with Bond having to shoot the last one manually. And then I put Luke Skywalker, anyone? He took, mm-hmm. he takes it out as he enters the Earth's atmosphere. That is like proper. He says, I've got to do this one manually, just like Luke on the Death Star. It was. Um, <laughs> Wasn't great. Complete ripoff. Yeah. Uh, the Americans get a report that Colonel Scott picked up Jaws and Mrs. Jaws. So the American ship that was heading back to Earth picked Jaws up and his missus. Oh, did really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed yeah. that bit. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, because when I fell asleep, 
um, when I woke up, Jolie, Jolie said, oh, um, Jaws and, and his girlfriend, they um, uh, they spun off in another pod. And Elsie said, oh, they died. And Jolie said, no, no, they said, like, it's only 100 miles to Earth. And then mm. I watched it. And I was like, oh, 100, no, he was being mean. 100 miles to Earth. <laughs> Jolie's, Jolie wants to say something. Oh, was it the other way around? Okay, you thought they died. They didn't die. They got picked up. It's all right. Yeah, somebody said it afterwards. It's fine. <laughs> And I'd also commented before this bit, sorry, there was a bit where like all the shooting was going on, probably the bit that's your background at the moment, where all the lasers <laughs> are going off. Yeah. It reminded me of a real life, uh, what was the game called? Was it Asteroids? Asteroids like the yeah. shooty game. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Just, it was like a, God, a, was a real that. version of that. <laughs> I used to love that game. <laughs> oh, and I also thought, oh my God, I've got so many notes that I didn't bring up at the time. When hmm. Drax flew off into space... Yep. He reminded me at that point of Superman where the, the baddies oh, get encapsulated yeah. in the spinny things. Yeah, yeah, into the Phantom Zone. Oh, NASA, yeah. or whoever it was, set up a video yeah. connect- connection with the Moonraker that Goodhead and Bond are on. Uh, they connect it up with Buckingham Palace and the President of the United States. Bond and Goodhead are just in zero gravity hooking up. But Slow-mo they got, hooking they got up. a cover over them which is hanging down. It should be weird if you're in zero gravity. But somehow it is. Uh, and their clothes are all floating around. And then <laughs> best line of the film, Q delivers it. They say, my God, what is Bond doing? Can you do a Q? No, go on. <laughs> I don't know if I can either. I think he's attempting re-entry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. But I'm Classic Q. <laughs> Um, Bond sees the camera, a cheeky smile, and turns it off. And then Goodhead asks if she could be taken round the world one more time. The end. How do you feel about this movie? <sighs> not great, not great. <laughs> Stu, Stu, like I say, Stu was here for the last few minutes, and when they were doing all the shooting and there were lots of explosions happening, he yeah. said, oh, oh, that's a nice bit of space fire. And I thought that would be a really... Um, that would have been a better name for the film. Space, Space fire. fire. <laughs> um, and at the end, in the in the end credits, it said filmed on location in Rio, um, Venice, and outer space. No, it wasn't. It was it. <laughs> was there something filmed up there? No, but they. No. I like that they added it. They put yeah. a, little, a little exclamation mark after it. <laughs> and out of space. Wink, wink. <laughs> this was the last film with the original M. Oh, I was thinking he was looking um, deafish. Yeah. <laughs> also, he's cute. He's looking well deathy. Yeah, but Q does another 20 years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good going. How many money pennies are you slapping on this puppy? I'm. Sl- I hate people that refer to things as puppies. That makes <laughs> me feel so ill. A guy I worked with used to call the stapler a puppy. <laughs> Hand me that oh. puppy. It was yeah, a staple gun. Don't say puppy again. I think more of you than that. <laughs> it was awful. One. Yeah. One. You've never given a one. Have I not? No. Oh, yes, yeah, you I have. have. Thunderball. Thunderball. Thunderball, yeah. It's what it's, it's. Stu said to me afterwards, how are you liking it? Or said midway through how are you liking it? I was like, it's, it's Thunderball-y. 
Hmm. One. I think it's better than Thunderball's the uh, scuba one, right? Yeah. It's got to be better than that. I'm going to give it three. It's better than Thunderball. It's not better than Thunderball. Hold on. What's it? So what have I given two? Remember that hour, hour of scuba diving. <laughs> That was so boring. Um, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm going to give it two. Respectable. Yeah, that's a five. That is a five. Did you say where's the five? No, I said that's a five. Oh, that's a five. I'm going to add Holly Goodhead. Holly Goodhead, does she make it into our top three? Can she bump Two-Face Triple X from our third spot? Uh, who? Oh, good head. Yeah. I would say she's on par with Honey Rider. Uh, Tiffany Case. Tiffany Case was the American redhead one. We should put her next to Good Night, really. Good Night and Good Head. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> well, she can go above Good Night. Yeah, she was better than Good Night. Good Night just got trapped in a boot. Yeah. I'd, so what was the theme tune called? Was it it's I have no called idea. Moonraker, right? It just stays yeah, at the bottom, yeah? Moonraker. All right. Yeah. It sucked. Pile of crap. Notable baddie. Right, still Jaws then. And we've got yeah. uh, Drax. Drax isn't very notable. Uh, no, not at all. I don't basic. think we even need to. So we put Jaws as third and we decided whether we were going to decide to move him up based on the strength of this film. I'd yeah. say he is no longer a baddie at the end yeah. of this film yeah so i think I he think... can stay in third place yeah. based on the last film but he's certainly not moving up no not to stay right there he stays he's there a... he is there's no scaramanga car chase what what was it in this was it did he even get in a the, car um the go... <laughs> there was some gondoling um gondoliering <laughs> with a go... with a gondol stick <laughs> there wasn't a car in this movie, was there? Um, well, the, the the gondola turned into a hovercraft and drove across the piazza at St Mark's Square. There's only an ambulance. That's it. There was no car chase, so it would be the gondola, gondola chase, or the air chase as the intro, like the, the, oh, yeah. the plane. I think it has to be well, the gondolas. It has to be the gondolas, and I would say I don't remember the Rushway Love ones. And it's better than the Moon Buggy. What's... Um, oh yeah, it's better than the Moon Buggy. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, what was what was Russia with Love? I don't remember. Why have we put question marks next to it? Is it because we couldn't remember? Maybe there it wasn't last one. Time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, well, that's it then. <laughs> yeah. Unless we want to change our bond. Um, you said you wanted to talk to me, I think. I do want to change it. I think Roger Moore is an excellent Bond. He's my favourite Bond so far now. You see, I've moved him up into second. <laughs> I hadn't spotted that, actually. Um, <laughs> I have noted this time round, I love his quizzical eyebrows. Yeah. And his quip delivery is on point. Yeah. He's no Lazenby. <sighs> And you, and what's happening, Lee? Lee, mm. what's happening here is you're just getting more and more used to him. 
the more films we watch, the more he's just settling in. If there'd been more, don't sneer at me like that. I saw that. Don't look. tell me how I feel about <laughs> Roger Moore. <laughs> if there had been five Lazenby films. <laughs> You yeah. would have settled into him. You would have like got all familiar with him and feeling the love. I don't know. I mean, if Lazenby is just like curling up into a ball and having panic attacks when he's like on a mood radio <laughs> heading out. That was Earth's real. Orbit. That was real. He was displaying <laughs> his real emotions. <laughs> he's a better Bond. He's going to get there in the end. He's got three more movies. I hope they all go downhill from now. Should we decide on uh, Bond positions at the end of each one's era? At the end of each Bond, yeah. So does yeah. that mean we can't call Connery's yet then? Because he comes back, right? It's n- it's not canon though, not is it? It's not an official film. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and I don't, right, think he, I don't think that film's going to just blow us away <laughs> with Connery. <laughs> I don't know how old he is in that film, but I'm guessing like old. Is he 60? Well, uh, uh. Connery in that movie. Is that coming God, up? I guess I it's not know. on the list. Oh, here you go. No, look, never say never again. 83. Oh, so yeah. what are we going to do? We're going to do for your eyes only next. Yeah. Technically, which way round are they? What I know it's only it's the same. Last year, time but... we did um Casino Royale after the official one of that year, I think. Do we know which one did technically get released first? That's a good. What question. is it? Octopussy and Octopussy um, and the other one, never, never say never again. Which was uh... I knew what this podcast is going to be called. <laughs> was never it going to be never say never say never podcast, podcast never again? <laughs> never say podcast never again. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, this is taking. What are you uh, looking Octopussy, at? Octopussy was released four months before Never Say Never Again. So we do Octopussy next. And then. Good. Yeah. So is that next? No. No. So... For your eyes only, isn't it? <laughs> For your eyes only. <laughs> okay. That's another tight ending from us. <laughs> Tighter than last time. Jesus Christ. The podcast ended up being about an hour 45. It was like two and a half hours. <laughs> it was admin. We were quite drunk. <laughs> let's sort the admin out now like, come on, let's just rearrange it no. uh, I was, I'm toying with the idea if we do epically long ones like that of making them, releasing them making them two-parters but releasing okay. them at the same time so people can breathe yeah not yeah. feel like they've been in a so long force. ones don't get like downloads like the shorter ones do so okay <laughs> any at all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Bill. Yeah. <laughs> no soup. No soup. Do you reckon there is a soup? Should we Google? Then we've had a soup. soup. Oh yeah, it wasn't a real one, though, was it? It was like it was, fucking... Yes, it was. What was it? Chowder. Yeah. It was corn chowder. He said it three times. Yeah. Is that soup though? Yes. We established <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's about them puppies? <laughs> All right. See you, <laughs> see you next time. Catch you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.